Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card, issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval terms apply. Want to learn a new language? And who doesn't? Well, experience immersive lessons from the most trusted language app, Rosetta Stone. You know you keep telling yourself you want to learn a new language. The true accent feature even gives feedback on your pronunciation so you can speak the language like a native. Find lessons as short as 10 minutes, making it easy for you to learn anytime, anywhere. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Star Talk Radio listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash startalk today. From the American Museum of Natural History in New York City and beaming out across all of space and time, this is Star Talk, where science and pop culture collide. Host Neil deGrasse Tyson, your personal astrophysicist, and I got with me Chuck Nice. Hey, Neil. Chuck, today it's Cosmic Queries. That's one of our favorite forms everybody of this loves show. Everybody, 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 everybody loves it. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves it. And we are, in fact, educated people. <laughs> hey, I know. My mom is spinning in her grave right now. <laughs> so, uh, but this is a. Uh, a cosmic queries of a topic we've never solicited before. No, we have not. Yeah. What? Uh, and the, what's... the topic is the deep, deep space, deep thoughts, uh, deep the questions. Deep questions. Well, wait, Chuck, you got to give it in your deepest voice. Okay, here we go. And by the way, we did this once. Yes, we did. I, and I think I, I, I think I beat you by a half a tone or something. Yeah. Just barely. Let me hear it. Let no, me hear it. here we go. All right. Deep thoughts. Deep. Thoughts. Yeah, you got me already. Yeah. See, I got to drink scotch the night before. <laughs> and, and smoke a cigar. Yeah, I got to smoke a cigar the and smoke drink some and scotch. Smoke and alcohol right. just fix right. that right up. But then it becomes like a deep voice and like somewhat Harvey Firestein. Oh, oh, raspy. Yeah, yeah it's, it it's becomes like raspy. deep thoughts. Thoughts? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> if you put on the accent. It's a deep thoughts. Thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> the scotch doesn't give you the Harvey Firestein <laughs> accent. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool if it did. A couple so, scotches. Uh, deep, deep. Can right. someone call me an Uber? <laughs> I've had too much to drink. Deep. All right. All right, let's get deep. Let's get I like deep thoughts because usually there isn't a right answer, so you just get to sort of play with it and see where it takes you. Yeah, man. All right. So this is deep All questions right. only. All right, let's do it. So, uh, who listed it from our fan base? It's from our fan base. And as usual, we start with a Patreon patron because they're fans that pay us. 
and nothing says fandom <laughs> like a check. <laughs> All right. <laughs> By the way, there are different thank- levels you can be a patron. Yes. Uh, the way Patreon what's, what's the lowest level? It's like uh, five bucks a month. Actually, you can go down to two, two dollars a month. But we really want you to come in at five so that you can get the perks of getting our videos and right, being right, able okay. to get extra content. And we'll we re- revamp that. And recently. we read I, your I name. Re- I don't remember what's in the list. Oh, okay. One of them, I think, you you come on the show. Yes, that that's get, the, that's you, the five. We put you on Star Talk. Yes, you come on the show and you are a guest on the show. Right, and you get to ask all the questions you want. That's cool, man. Uh-huh. I, you know what? I would do. But we didn't say whether we'd actually air it. <laughs> oh, that's so wrong. <laughs> no, no, we do. Of course. <laughs> By the way, wouldn't that be the ultimate like ripoff? Yeah, the open. It's Psych. like, so when can I expect to see this? Oh, you can. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. All right, so let's go with our Patreon patron, and here's the question from Jonathan Wax, and Jonathan says or asks, "What boggles your mind more than the thought of endless time or the thought of endless space?" So it's impossible to truly contemplate endless time because you would spend the rest of your existence doing so. Well, here's two things boggle me. Okay. There's a beautiful frontier of research going on in the field of neuroscience. Oh, interesting. So I have two questions related to that that boggle my mind. Okay. I'm going to write these down. Can the human brain figure out the human mind it's a great if it is the human it. brain that actually creates the human creates mind. the human mind mm. that's, a, that's a good question what's what i'm saying yeah or do you need something outside of that right that is greater smarter different so that it can come in and then understand that as its own test test kitchen wow now, so, Carl Sagan has famously said go ahead. that humans are the universe's way to understand itself. The universe is understanding itself through human beings. Through humans, correct. Without so, humans, there'd be no thoughts right. to, to do that. But, however, that elevates us higher than I'm prepared to do so. Okay? You think so? Yeah. Because... Who says we are the measure of what is intelligent in this universe? Well, we do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. So that so that statement, that Carl Sagan statement, is kind of like a cosmological Descartes. That's like the universe, the Descartes. Uh, oh, I the, think before I am, yes, kind of thing. Right. Okay. But it's like we think, therefore you are. Oh. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Chuck. Every once in a while, I'll do something. We think, therefore, you you are. are, Right. Rather than, I think, therefore, I am. Yeah. Oh, Chuck, that was beautiful. Oh, thanks, We should end the show right now. (laughs) Because we ain't surpassing that thought. (laughs) Thank you for watching Star Talk. Exactly. It's downhill from here. (laughs) Wait, so I wonder whether there is a level of intelligence out there where we are today what chimpanzees are to us. That's interesting. So, for wow. example, oh, that's terrible. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, I hope not. Well, you can go to a chimpanzee and say, yeah, and say, uh, tomorrow morning at eight thirty, let's go to Starbucks and have a cup of coffee. Nothing in that sentence makes any sense to a chimpanzee. 
right. or ever will. I'm pretty sure there's a, a chimp, chimp Starbucks. <laughs> I'm just pretty sure there is a chimp Starbucks somewhere. I'm just saying. You, you think Starbucks figured out how uh, to yeah, make a chimp Yeah, Starbucks, Starbucks has got to be selling chimps coffee somehow, some way. Is that why they're yeah. so hyper at the zoo? Exactly. You know what I mean? You go to get your coffee, and it's just like, Curious George? <laughs> Curious George? Decaf latte for Curious <laughs> Okay, sorry. All right. But so, go ahead. Wait, wait. So, 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 so wait, 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 wait. Here's why I say that. And I've go said ahead. this many times. I've written it. I'm going to tell you to your face now. All right, good. So there's about 1% difference in DNA between humans and chimps. Okay. All right. Yet we like to think of ourselves as highly superior. Highly superior intellectually to the chimp. Right. Maybe the difference in our brain power is as small as that 1% indicates. Ugh. So that... Uh, pulling termites out of a mound with a stick that was carefully chosen from a branch, right? Is from from a from a, a bush. Maybe that is not very far from space travel. The Hubble telescope, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, no, wait. Think about it. No, no. I know this sounds crazy. Oh my God. No, no. Think about no, it. Maybe, maybe. Oh, look at those cute little humans in their telescopes. That's what I'm saying. Up there. <laughs> look at that. Is that a space shuttle that they just launched? Okay, so now watch. The smartest chimp yeah. that are studied in labs, right. that are brought in forward in the chimp societies, right. right? You bring them forward, and what do they do? They'll stack boxes to reach a banana. Mm -hmm. They might put up an umbrella. They'll do some things, okay? Have rudimentary sign language. Our toddlers can do that. Right. But those are the smartest chimps. Oh, but they're right. But our toddlers do that. Same thing with dogs. Well, dogs, dogs have about. Like I know. I could. Two. I could do this example for dogs as well. But chimps is, is that, simpler because yeah, they're closer to they're us, clo even closer. So I watch. Got you. Got you. See what you're doing. You see where I'm going. I see okay. What so you're watch. Doing. If the smartest chimp equals our toddler, and there's only one percent difference in DNA between us, right? Let's go one percent beyond us. Ooh, that's scary. That's what I'm saying. If we go 1% beyond us in that same vector wow. of intelligence... Yeah, they're traveling at the speed of light. Then... They've, they've then, figured out light travel. Then the smartest human, they'll roll forward. They'll take, they'll take Stephen Hawking and they'll say, this human is slightly smarter than the rest because he can do astrophysics calculations in his head. Right. Like little Timmy over here who just came home from alien preschool. Right. The toddler. The toddler. Right. <clears throat> And uh, say, oh, you just composed a sonnet. Isn't that cute? Let's put it up on the refrigerator. Oh, you just derived the principles of calculus. Oh, oh isn't that, that cute? Oh, that's funny. So if, <laughs> so if the smartest human does what their toddlers can do, right. their average people will have thoughts. They will have sentences that will rise above and beyond our most brilliant capacity to understand. And I stay awake at night wondering, whether the universe has complexities in it that are out of reach of the neurosynapses of the human brain. Wow. That's my answer. So there's information out there that we just cannot conceive we, or perceive. We don't even know how, how to, to ask how to the access question that, right, about it. To get an answer. Correct. We don't know the answer. We don't know the question to get an answer. To get an answer. Right. And not that we don't know it because we haven't been told it yet. No, we just can't conceive it. Can't conceive question. it. You See, go to a chimp and say, go to a chimp and say, um, uh, what would it be? Oh, uh, uh, something as simple as navigating the stars to get someplace. Chips right. can't do that. Stars? What? what? Navigate? What? Right. What? Spaceship? What? Rocket? Fuel? What? None of that. None of it. You can't even have that conversation. Right. So that's my point. Ugh. 
Now I'm thinking that this and, and, whole thing might be some type of like science experiment by some alien kid now. That, yes. That just, Why not? Why not? Ugh. We, we are all a simulation in an alien kid's basement who hasn't moved out of, out of the house yet. That's so funny. <laughs> We're the Minecraft of some other yes, alien Minecraft. <laughs> yes. Wow. Wow, that, yeah. Man. And then when things get too peaceful and stable, they stir the pot. Stir the pot. They throw in a politician, right. a war, a crazy person, right. throwing things, and then, oh, now it's entertaining. So we're just entertainment for... This is the best video game. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> Wow, man, that's a well. Listen, that's a great answer to what boggles your mind. That's a really, yeah. ugh. it doesn't I, so much boggle my mind; it upsets my mind. Yeah, I was about to say it's very upsetting. Are we not? I'm mad. I don't even know why. <laughs> like, here's my one out. On what? This. You ready? what? Go ahead. Because for humans, our knowledge is cumulative. So true. You don't have to invent calculus. Somebody else did that. Right. You just have to use you can it. Use it. Right. Learn it and use it. Right. So I have the feeling that we are every next generation that has sort of brilliant people contributing to our understanding of the universe, they're adding a rung to a ladder. Right. And then we all sort of climb up that and then just get that next rung. And then climb that. And then well, the next rung. Well, with that in mind, I think that the next um evolutionary step for human beings is that we will create an intelligence greater than our own. That's really the deal. This scares the hell out of everyone. Yeah. Because that intelligence will say, we don't need you. Uh, you know what? And we'd have to say you're right. That's then. what happened in the Matrix. Yeah. You are a virus on this earth. Mr. Anderson. <laughs> I smell you, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> no, he was smelling Morpheus. Oh, that's right. that's right. Get your, get your Matrix. I, if you're going to go there in front of me. I'm in front of the wrong That's person. my favorite movie. That's true. That's Don't true. even. Yes, he was talking to Morpheus when so he was Morpheus. tied up in the chair. Yeah. Yes. It's the smell. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You got you to gotta have some really serious BO for a computer to tell you you stink. <laughs> I'm just that's saying. That's I'm good. just saying. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's get through the electronics. <laughs> exactly. into the, into the <laughs> All right. So this is right. Alex Gregg 56 from Instagram. And Alex Gregg says this. If the universe needs not make any sense to us, then what is the point of doing science? Is science not, in fact, the discipline of trying to grasp what's around us? And by the way, is this statement not equal to the old one, which is God has his reason to make it that way? So just don't ask. Ooh, first, I never heard that expression. Uh, but that uh, the shorter version of that is God works in mysterious ways. That is so true. Yeah, when you can't explain it, you can't. You just, well, God, the Lord works in mysterious ways, right? And if you can explain it using God, then you do, right? right. Oh, God has blessed you. You blessed God. It's something you, you know. Then there's a tsunami takes out a quarter million people. God, God hates works. you. God, no one says that. No one says that. Why don't no. we say that? We should say that. You know, I want to start saying. You know what? I think God hates you. Well, the most hateful God in our uh, culture is the one represented on insurance forms. Oh, that's so true. Acts of God. Acts of God. Right. It's only e it's very bad things. Oh no my. one says uh, flowers bloomed in your garden. 
an act of God. Right. No, it's, it's tsunami took out your house. That's and now you're homeless on the street. Act of God. Wow. Look at that. This moment of God hates you, brought to you by Farmers Insurance. <laughs> Stay far. Stay far. <laughs> 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 dun, dun, dun. <laughs> What's that one? Um, uh, nationwide. Is, is not on your side. <laughs> nationwide is on your side. God is not. All right. Okay. That's enough. So I'm gonna get some hate mail now. <laughs> Chuck, you, you hate God, Chuck. Is that it? Okay, sorry. Um, so the so is science, in fact, the discipline of trying to grasp what is around okay, us. Okay, so what he started, so why, why he started quoting it, me right. where I said I opened my book, the um, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry, right, with the quote: "The universe is under no, no obligation, obligation to make sense to you." Right. Okay. What that means is mm -hmm. your five traditional senses, which rose up out of the Serengeti, okay. which help us not get eaten by lions. Right. Right. They're very good at that. They're not as good at contemplating infinity. Right. They're not good contemplating timescales much longer than your life expectancy. So true. You, don't, you can't intuit billions of years. You can't intuit infinitesimals. There are things that are hard for us. Right. There are things that may even be impossible for us. Can you picture a five-dimensional cube? No, I cannot. No, you cannot. Can you no. picture a four-dimensional cube? Uh, probably not. No. Probably not. Actually, the, 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 the Tesseract is close. Yeah. That's a, like a... I can, I can actually picture that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a drawing. I, I have a Tesseract. Do you really? Yeah, I do. Get out. Yeah. Oh, should I? Uh, oh, all right. Well, I'll bring it in one maybe, day. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's, another episode. Another episode. We'll bring, it'll be uh, the episode of Higher Dimensions. Sweet. Do a whole thing on just Higher oh, Dimensions. That's, you know, that's what, a can good we episode. Can we do that? Yeah, do that? I like that. Yeah. We did. That? We did that already. How come yeah. I don't remember? Man, I'm getting old. Did I have my tesseract in my hand? Well, now we gotta do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Update it. Which I took this from Thanos. So, what it means is, if you are going to deduce what is or is not true in the universe, right? your senses are not the most reliable measure of whether it's true. So true. Right. Because the senses give you a restricted understanding of what's actually going on in the universe. Your eyes, you would never trade them for anything, yet they only expose your, your mind to a very tiny, narrow strip of all the electromagnetic energy that's out there. Right. You can't see infrared. You can feel it as heat, but you can't mm -hmm. see it. Right. Uh, ultraviolet, you can't see that either. Mm -hmm. You can feel that in a delayed sense by getting sunburn that's and right. skin cancer. It's not telling you in that instant it's a del time delay. But keep going out. There's uh, infrared, ultraviolet, x-ray, gamma rays. Can't see any of that. But mm -hmm. the universe is talking to you in that. So are you going to say, my senses give me everything that there is in the universe, and therefore it makes sense? No, as long as we detect things that fall outside of our senses, it's a challenge for you to declare that what we say, do, and discover makes sense. The very statement makes sense means your senses can contemplate it, right. that your senses have experience. If I let go of a ball and it floats up, you'll say, that doesn't make sense. Right. Because your senses always told you that if you let go of a ball, it, it drops. drops right? And in fact, the very statement, let it go, not the the... the Frozen. Not the frozen version, no. but just let it go means drop it. They mean the same thing. Mm -hmm. But that can only be true on Earth with a force of gravity pointing down. In space, in free orbit, you let go, it just floats there. It stays right there. It stays right there. So, Like my problems. <laughs> stay right there. Yeah. 
I must be in space because all my problems, somebody says, drop it. And I say, I did that. They're right still here. And you let it go and it's still there. Exactly. So my point is, the methods and tools of science give you a way to understand what is true without it being hinged on whether your senses think it's true. Nice. So the methods and tools of science are access to truth where you can still probe the universe. Whereas God works in mysterious ways kind of ends that conversation. Whereas I say, I've developed a new instrument that can see in ways humans cannot. Oh my gosh, that opens entire worlds of investigation. Entire branches of science. Mm. And there you have it. All right. We got to take a break. Okay. My answers are too long. No, they're But they're, they're deep. We gotta, we're going That's, deep yeah, here. It's going deep. So that's okay. Exactly. All right. When we come back, more of Cosmic Queries, the deep edition. Working moms have way too many to-dos. Switch to H&R Block and have an expert do your taxes for you. Block guarantees 100% accuracy and your max refund or your money back. And with their no surprise guarantee, you'll always know the price of your tax prep before you begin. You can even meet with a tax pro in a block office or online from home. So take a breath, moms. This tax season, it's better with Block. Make an appointment at hrblock.com. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. Description of benefits and details at hrblock.com guarantees. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. And that's good, because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any of you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. This is Star Talk. So it's Cosmic Queries. Yes, it is. The Deep Edition. Deep. Deep. Yes. Deep. 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 Okay. <laughs> I think I know the difference. What I is? think I think we're hitting the same note, but I have more sort of cavity resonance. This is chest true. cavity. Well, you're a bigger guy than than I. I. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, right. Chuck. Here we go. Mm-hmm. So this is from probably asleep. That's the name of the person? That's the name of the person. Okay. I like that. Your mama didn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> How long do you think the human race will actually survive? 
Wow. I mean, there's precedent for that, right? Well, so the, you can look at what is the average life expectancy of mammals, mammal yeah, species. Exactly. And last I checked, it was around 2 million years, something like that. And so we've been we around have a long way to go. We have a long way to go. We've been around, you know, a couple hundred thousand years in our in our current anatomical form, Cro-Magnon form. Right. And so that means we have a long way to go. But this presumes that the species is not smart enough to kill itself. Mm. Well, then it's over. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice knowing you guys. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. have invented multiple ways to kill ourselves. Yeah. And I don't think the elephants did. Or, you know, nobody else did this. Right. Uh, the mice, no, they're not no. killing themselves. Right. Humans, yes. Yeah, maybe maybe cockroaches invented human beings. Why? Because when everything's gone, they're going to be the only ones left. And it's like... No, no, then they don't have to invent us in the first place. What kind of reasoning are you using here? They want everything else gone. <laughs> no, they need us to build the structures that they then move right. into. Right, they move... Yeah, yeah. And it, uh, <laughs> I don't mind it. Um, yeah, that makes, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, mm -hmm. we are. Yeah. Uh, but so I think what he's really asking is in your estimation from your sage opinion, okay. I give how us, long do you think we will last? I, I give us 20 years. That's funny. <laughs> no, I, I think we're good. This is why many people want to become a two planet species. Terraform Mars, mm -hmm. send some humans there. So if something bad happens on Earth, you still have humans somewhere else. Wow. That is not encouraging at all. <laughs> not for half the people who aren't yeah, on the exactly. planet. Not, yeah. So and if an asteroid comes, if a killer virus, if AI goes out, gets out of hand. So I understand seeding something with a remnant for survival of the species. That's extraneous. I mean, that's that's something that's outside of our own destruction. You know, uh, even though we could stop an asteroid from hitting us if we put we know the how right we, just, we no, ain't nobody doing it that's but what we i'm know saying how. if we put yeah. the resources into right. it we could stop even that from happening so what is, what's the example you're giving so so what do you mean to stop the asteroid no no what so so what i'm saying is you know will we ever get to a place where the as the buddhist monks call it the so-called monkey brain that causes us to do so much destructive um work to each other and to the planet will we ever get to a place where we overcome that or we're able to train those who come behind us to overcome that okay now it does happen in some people i get it i first i've never heard a buddhist monk say the phrase monkey brain really <laughs> i've never heard that yeah. is this a thing this is okay a thing. fine I, that is a I, thing i gotta attend more monasteries and, <laughs> <laughs> you feeling monkey brain today exactly. all right Delicious. so i've heard of reptilian brain but not monkey brain yes okay so so the reptilian brain is referenced something primal right that goes on within you so if we follow the reasoning by stephen pinker in his book the better angels of our nature mm -hmm. he studied the likelihood of you dying before maturity or dying before adulthood we're just dying from at the hands of another human from early days of tribal warfare to modern days of, of state-sanctioned global warfare. Mm. And what he found is that the likelihood of you dying in that way has been dropping ever since. Okay. So tribal warfare, you, could, you would kill maybe a third or half of the other tribe and, or the entire tribe. And then you win and you get their land. That doesn't happen today. True. The state surrenders before that happens. 
True. Saving the lives of the rest of the population. If you look at, I, I did this just recently. If you look at what countries had the greatest percent of their population die in the Second World War, I th- was it Belarus? One of them is very high. It's like a third, right? I forgot the exact numbers, but they're high. But they're not a half. And you keep going down and you get to, to even combat Germany, even ones that were heavily bombed. Germany, Japan, a fraction of the total population. That is not how it used to end in tribal warfare. So, now consider that even so, during the Second World War, between 1939 and 1945, 1,000 humans were killed by other humans per hour for every hour from 1939 to 1945. Wow. Is that going on today? No. 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 Well, we're, we're, we're really slipping. No, stop. Yeah. So <laughs> we really got to pick up our pick game up just so we can. Be- yeah. So the point is, often that era is called the greatest generation. Right. Be- well, because they fought, you know, evil forces and, you know, this sort of thing. Although my father fought in a segregated army. So he's not thinking that was the greatest generation. He has other out- other perspectives on that period. It's the second greatest generation. <laughs> my point is. Is the greatest generation the one where the fewest fraction of everyone dies out of hate? We might have a lot of hate, but if the number of people who die from it is lower than ever before, right. then this arc that you were hinting at that mm-hmm. maybe a next generation learns from the previous one, maybe that's going to work. Europe, with all of their turbulence and turmoil, they actually haven't been at war with each other for 70 years. Right? Is there another 70-year period in the history of Europe where nobody was fighting anybody. Not I a, don't think so. Not if Twitter has anything to do with it. <laughs> to, to foment. <laughs> well, what you're saying is, imagine if Twitter existed. Back then? Back then, yeah, oh my god. Let gosh. me tell you something. The, we, the war wouldn't have stopped <laughs> until everybody was dead. Would have taken, like, people would have said, I, I surrender. A tweet would have gone out and be like, I take it back. Let's keep fighting. Let's keep fighting. I don't care. I hate you more. I, right. <laughs> so maybe we are getting kinder, kinder and gentler. Mm-hmm. Uh, time still needs to bear that out on a level that would please everyone. But I still worry that this primal brain will always segregate us all by some arbitrary factor and thereby justify doing harm to other groups. Hmm. Interesting. That's, uh, I think you're Wait, right. Who, who's the comedian? Was it uh, Franklin Ajay? One of these guys from the 70s. Back in the day. In, in, in the day. Yeah. In the day. He was talking about who hates who in the world, right? And he, and he says, reading the papers? And what? In Northern Ireland, the Protestants and the Catholics are fighting each other? Right. And they're both white? Yeah. He said, you know I don't have a chance because I'm black. <laughs> That's funny. That's true. Yeah. If, right. If white people divide themselves up in that way, right. two Christian communities killing each other. Right. Yeah. And they're both white and they're both Christian. And they're it's, both, o- it's over for you, brother. It's, o- it's over for everybody yeah, else. Exactly. If people can kill each other for those reasons, it's almost no hope in this world. So, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm sorry. I don't have a good answer. No, That was a pretty good answer. The answer is we're not going to make it. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think we go thousands of years into the future and possibly outlive the sun. All right. That'd be great. By st- star hopping to other planetary systems. Mm, that's, uh, you know, I'm just going to say that's the way it's going to end because I won't be here. So that's but great. Maybe. Dep- it has been said that the first person who will never die is now alive. What? 
That's a well. No, no, just how you do it. I know what you're saying. So they get they get some new thing that right. makes you live an extra fifty years. So now you live to 150 instead of 100, and then somewhere in there, there's another thing we get. Now you live another 200 years. So right. now the 150 goes to 350. Now you can live 500 years. Now you go to a thousand. You can live 5,000 years now. So as we progress mm-hmm. in our understanding of what ages you, if we can reverse that or prevent it from ever advancing. The person, there's someone alive today who will benefit from that. That's, That's pretty cool. I like it. Uh, so if that happens, you better find another planet. That's this all. is true. Yeah. yeah. That's the premise of a show called Altered Carbon, where people actually yes. take their consciousness and put it into what they call a sleeve, which is the body. So that's, I think I voice over the opening sequence to that show. Oh my God. I think we had that conversation uh, yeah, once yeah. where you told me that. Yeah. Because I, I told you I was a I don't remember if it was with the pilot or the other shows, but no. I did a, I, I, I lent my voice to the cause. Nice. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, let's go to Joey 24, Joey Jr. 24. He says this, personal question. Based on all your experiences and knowledge thus far. Personal what, for me or for you? Personal for you. Okay. Yeah, nobody asking me anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he okay. says, based on all of your experiences and knowledge thus far, what do you think the meaning of our human existence is? He just asked you, what is the meaning of life, according to yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson? Okay. So, I, uh, in my next book... Uh-oh. Yeah, I don't, you never hear me plug my stuff. I was going to say, here's the meaning of life right now. <laughs> plug your book when you get <laughs> no, a chance. No. <laughs> uh, the next book's called Letters from an Astrophysicist. Uh, you know what? That, yes. Correspondence I've had with people who've had similar angst yes. about their existence. Well, that's and, not just the book. It's not about that. No, no. Well, it's about all different kinds of all, letters. You all received. kinds of letters. Yes. But a very recurring theme is that people want to know the meaning of life and their significance of their life in this world. Yeah. And some of them come from religious angles. Some are secular. But everybody's got this burning issue. Yes. So here's how I have dealt with it. Others will do it other ways. Okay. But here's how I deal with it. I'm interested now. Many people are in search of the meaning of life mm-hmm. as though... It's behind a tree. Right. Under a rock. Right. Everybody knows it's in a drawer. <laughs> in, in the back. Exactly. Near the paper clip. And the- <laughs> it's in that drunk drawer, too. It's not like a like a underwear drawer. So, you know that drawer where you go to look for stamps and stuff? Yeah, 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 that drawer. That's right. right. The, the junk drawer. The junk yeah, drawer. Yeah. Everybody's got a junk drawer. Everybody's got a junk drawer. It's near the kitchen somewhere. <laughs> right. So, if you are looking for meaning, you may never find it. Ooh. So instead, recognize that you have the power to manufacture meaning. Create it within yourself. And that's what I do. My meaning for life is derived by several simple principles. Have I lessened the sufferings of others today? Mm-hmm. That brings meaning to me. Because that means the world is a little better off because I was in it today. Okay. If after your day is over, the world is worse off, you have subtracted meaning. Mm, I should kill myself. No. no. At the end of every day, somebody (laughs) is like, that mother... (laughs) (laughs) But go ahead. So, so lessen the suffering of others in some way. Right. Doesn't mean redirect your whole life, mind, body, and soul, but if you can help someone across the street, Help a, a, an aging person. Do, you know, make a little a child laugh. 
just put a little bit of joy in the world. Mm -hmm. So lessen the suffering. I also try to learn something every day. All right. Now, I, I'm a, I, I like being a, a perpetual student. Right. Most people hated being students. This saddens me. School's finished, and what do you do? You run down the steps. School is out forever. Right. School out for the summer. Yeah. That attitude captured in that song mm -hmm. is as though you don't want to be in school. And what's your only job in school? It's to learn. To learn. That's and somehow shame. that's a chore. Yeah. I don't blame you for that's feeling a, that way. I blame the, the school system, system yeah. for not instilling within us eternal curiosity, knowing that you'll spend more years of your life not in school than in school. And so if you have curiosity, mm -hmm. you can be a lifelong learner. That's right. And so I want to lessen the sufferings of others Stay and make curious. sure I learn something more about the world today than I did yesterday. Nice. And who's to say whether that extra increment of learning can help me be better at lessening the, lessening the sufferings of others. Ooh. So that is how I make meaning in life. And as a result, I own thousands of books. Thousands. And I, I read a little bit. You know, I have a little stash near my bed, and mm -hmm. I cycle them out. Um, and every day I try to help. It's harder now because I get recognized. Um, but I try to help people every day. Total strangers. That's nice. Yeah. So you can make meaning for yourself. Yes. Don't look for it because you may never find it. Uh, you know, I'm going to say, as a philosophy, that is a, that's, a, that's, that's, that's admirable. That's, and that's in the book. I, I wrote that in the book. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. Give me one, we, get another we, question. We got one more question yeah, we coming? We can fit it in this segment. Go. All right. Here we go. Oh, man. What? Ninja Ney. Ninja Ney. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> I think that's your name. <laughs> Damn okay. you, people. Uh, <laughs> okay. On Instagram says, I keep hearing the phrase, the vacuum of space. Yes. How exactly is it a vacuum? Very nice. That's a really good question. We're not going to get the answer oh. until we take a break. Okay. Right. When we come back from our break, more from Cosmic Queries, The Deep Edition. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Hey, we'd like to give a Patreon shout out to the following Patreon patrons. Roy Hill Percival, Jose Clark, and Dr. Janet L. Walsh. Thanks so much, guys, for helping us make this little trip through the cosmos. And if you would like to support us on Patreon, go to patreon.com. This is Star Talk. We're back 
on Star Talk, Cosmic Queries, the Deep Edition. Chuck. Yes. We dangled a question before that break. What we was it? We did a big tease from Ninja Janit, whatever. No, Janit, I don't know, said, I keep hearing the phrase, the vacuum of space. Mm-hmm. How exactly is it a vacuum? Right. Okay. Good so question. when I was a kid, a vacuum was a physical object. Yes, it was. When I heard physicists speak of the vacuum of space, I just imagine all these hoovers right. know, in, in the sky. Right. So I didn't know that a vacuum was a thing. Was it was an it was a concept, and then you make a machine that duplicates that thing. I just didn't know that, so I learned. Okay, so a vacuum is where there's basically no air. Okay, you can have objects there, but when we think of a vacuum, it's not a place where there isn't anything. It's a place where there's no air molecules moving, mm-hmm. typically. Mm-hmm. All right. Generally, you can have some, and we would still classify it as a vacuum. You have to distinguish like a regular old vacuum or a perfect vacuum. Right. Now, you know what happens if there's an object and you take away all the air molecules? The object outgasses. Oh. There are air molecules embedded Inside? in the surface of that object and they start coming out. It's fascinating. Then you heat it, it sends out more. Mm. So it's very hard to make a perfect vacuum. Very hard. So here's an old saying. Nature abhors, abhors a, vacuum. a vacuum. These are people who've never been into space. Most of the universe is a vacuum. Nature loves a vacuum. Nice. Did I, was I Trumpy in there? No. Love. Nature loves <laughs> a vacuum. A vacuum. So. Perfect. <laughs> preferably Trump brand <laughs> vacuums. Trump. Trump brand Trump vacuums. We <laughs> suck the best. Chuck. <laughs> there's, another, there's another saying. Uh, there's no such thing as gravity. Earth sucks. You ever hear that oh, one? Oh, okay. Okay. So. Uh, the point is, when there's a source of gravity, all the air wants to go to that source of gravity. And it leaves a vacuum everywhere else. So a vacuum is simply where there's no air. And it's not anything deep. The odd thing in the universe is that you have places where air, where gas molecules collect. Okay, that, right. Those are the unusual places in the universe. Right. And they're called stars and gaseous planets and the atmospheres of rocky planets. Nice. Yeah, so there you have a vacuum. So, Chuck, I want to put, put some closure on this vacuum question. Okay. Okay? This is the second, you know, my third book I ever published. Oh, okay. It's called Just Visiting This Planet. All right. And it's a collection of uh, uh, Q&A. I had a column uh, a pet with a pen named Merlin. People oh. would ask fun, really playful questions. That's cool. And I collected This is like decades old. But there's some timeless content in here. Somebody asked about the vacuum. Mm-hmm. Can I wait? Yeah, go ahead, please. My lab. Well, okay. You can't read otherwise. Okay. Here we go. The best vacuum you will find anywhere. I wrote this. I wrote this 30 years ago. That's cool. The, the best vacuum you will find anywhere, according to four out of five vacuum retailers and five out of five astronomers, is the void of intergalactic space. But we can then ask, is intergalactic space nothing? Hmm. No, it still contains space. If you feel obliged to call intergalactic space nothing, then you must invent a word to refer to the region outside of the universe. In this location, where we presume there to be no space, there can be no nothing. Wow. Let's call it, we're left with no choice. Nothing, nothing. Nothing, nothing. A place where there's not even nothing. It's the nothing, nothing. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm just saying. I like that. I'm just saying. 
So, Chuck, you want some more vacuum talk? Of course. <laughs> I got to. F- I, I feel like you just showed up at my door and dumped some dirt on my carpet. <laughs> <laughs> more vacuum talk. Okay, vacuum so, talk. So, in Death by Black Hole. Right. Okay. Uh, I don't remember what number book this is. So, in the chapter on being dense. Okay. Okay. That's name something I know a great deal about. <laughs> The range of measured densities within our universe is staggeringly large. We find the highest densities within pulsars, where neutrons are so tightly packed that one thimbleful would weigh about as much as a herd of 50 million elephants. 50 million. And then a rabbit disappears into thin air at a magic show. Nobody tells you that thin air already contains over 10 septillion atoms per cubic meter. Wow. Thin air. Thin air, right. Okay. The best laboratory vacuum changers can pump down to as few as 10 billion atoms per cubic meter. Best vacuums. That's the best vacuum. In a cubic meter, 10 billion air molecules are still walking around. Okay. Interplanetary space gets down to about 10 million atoms per cubic meter. Hmm. While interstellar space is as low as a half a million atoms per cubic meter. Wow, that is nothing. That is <laughs> Wow. That ain't that that is is nothing. Mean, okay. A mere 500,000 atoms. The award, the award for nothingness, however, must be given to the space between the galaxies. Intergalactic space, where it is difficult to find more than a few atoms for every 10 cubic meters. Wow. That wins. That's that's almost that that's almost nothing nothing. <laughs> that's almost nothing nothing. <laughs> All right. Wow. We're going to go into a deep lightning round. Really? Okay. We only have five minutes left? Okay, let's go. Okay, here we go. Uh, this is Ja Saldana says, uh, right now, what should be the priority in the field of space exploration? Searching for life? Searching for potential threats of another kind of search? Uh, or is there just no hurry at this matter at all? Greetings from Mexico. Mexico. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is it? Is it... Is it Inter- is, are we looking for life? No, no, no. I, I, he wants my opinion. I yeah. got an opinion. Exploration, got, life. Got, go ahead. I got an opinion. All right, go ahead. I want to do it all. Why not do it all? Why, and All of the above. All of the above. E. Because the moment you do this and not that, right. they say, well, why are you doing that and not that? Oh, because we voted that way. But maybe you don't know why you should do that. Right. And you want to do that. Some people want to do that. Here's what you do. Mm-hmm. You don't build a road just from New York to L.A., you build roads everywhere so that, yeah, I want to visit that forest. I want to visit this 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 uh, rocky monument. I want to do things that are not prescribed by you. I'm going to see the biggest ball of yarn ever. Exactly. Right. Right? So what you do is you make a spaceship that is modular, strap on different combinations of rockets. Right. Uh, this, ro- this combination gets you to an asteroid. To mine it, this gets you to the backside of the moon. This gets you to Mars. So you don't prescribe what it is you're going to do next in space. You let the creativity and imagination of all those who've ever looked up say, this is what I want to do. And you say, here you go. Two rockets from aisle B, a a booster from aisle C, you're on your way. Can I put that on a credit card? Yeah. (laughs) That's why I got it. Here we go. All right. Adam in the Airwaves wants to know this from Instagram. How far behind do you think astronomy would be if the Earth didn't have a moon. Oh, wow. Okay, so 
it's not how far behind we'd be. Right. It's how far advanced we'd be. Ooh. Wow. Okay, so let me split this out. Yeah. I tweeted uh, during Space Week, the 50th anniversary of the Apollo landing, mm-hmm. there's a saying that's common in the space circles. It's, if God wanted us to explore space, he would have given us a moon. Right. Okay. So that's a good saying. That's a good saying. Yeah. But that exploration is not astrophysicists' exploration. That one is people going into space. Right. We, why, we, you build a rocket to go where? You don't have a moon to visit. Right. All right. If you talk about astrophysics, do you know how many stars the naked eye can see at night? Uh, more than I can count. <laughs> no, it's not. It's about three to four thousand. Oh, really? We're unaided. Yeah. Binoculars, it's hundred times that. Yeah. Telescopes, it's a billion times that. But eyes, three to four thousand stars. Okay. When it's a full moon out, three hundred stars. Yeah. Right. The moon wreaks havoc on our ability yeah. to see the rest of the universe. So our observing schedules with huge telescopes are split uh-huh. according to dark time or bright time. And if you look at if you have bright time observations, it's the moon is up and you can only look at bright objects in the night sky. Wow. The deep universe only comes to us when the moon is not up. So the moon is basically a pain in the ass. It's a star blocker. Wow. Yes, star blocker. Look at that. That's what it is. So astronomy would be probably half again more advanced because we would have had these greatest telescopes in the world looking at the night sky twice as often. Right. In the darkest parts of the night sky. There you go. Wow. Next. That's a damn good answer. Okay. Um, This is... Uh, ever sit a poor, I don't know what his, who cares? Uh, I'm sorry. Whoever that is cares. Let me tell you something. This is the last time he's going to be asking you a question. All right. Well, you know what your name is. I'm going to call you George. All right. So George wants to know this. What? What is the shape of space itself? Ooh. That's a good question. Well, space can be curved in the presence of matter or energy as prescribed by Einstein's general general theory theory of relativity. And there's the oft-repeated saying, Mm -hmm. matter tells space how to curve, space tells matter how to move. Uh So space has curvature in the presence of matter and energy. It curves in towards it, with the ultimate expression of that, a black hole, where it curves in and it never curves back out. Wow. If you want to ask, what is the shape of all of space? That's like saying, what's the shape of the universe, the observable universe? It's basically a perfect sphere. Wow. Right. Because it's your horizon. Right. Okay. It's a perfect sphere the way when you're at sea, your horizon is a perfect circle. Around that's right. The same you, distance in every direction. That's right. If you're, if you're just out and there's nothing but water right. and around And so you. what is the three-dimensional version of a circle? A sphere. A sphere. So in space, you can see to your horizon in every direction. In every direction, all at once. Which is at the, uh, we, it makes us think we're at the center so, of right. a sphere. But that's no different from you thinking you're in the, the center, center of, of the ocean. ocean. Right. Just because you're in the center of your horizon. Ah, that's Next. Ah, that's great. Right. That's good couple stuff more. right Finish there. Here more. we go. go for it. This is uh, Chen Yuan who says, if we look, if we were to look in all directions, billions of light years away, will we see younger universe in all directions enveloping our bigger one now? I have to rephrase that because if as you look out, you see things not as they are, right, but, but as, as they, they were. once were. Right. So you are looking at a younger and younger and younger universe. That's the whole point of cosmology. It allows the fact that it takes light time to reach us 
allows us to see what the universe was doing in the past. Right. If light traveled at infinite speeds, you see the whole universe as it is now, with no evidence of what it was once doing. But because it takes light time to move, you look out, you see a younger and younger and younger and younger universe until you see the Big Bang itself. Mm -hmm. And that is 14 billion light years time away from us in every direction. Okay? Well, 20 billion years ago. Right. Okay? And if you calculate that distance through that changing time, it's 14 billion light years to that horizon. Okay? So, by the way, that horizon is much farther away today. Right. Because the universe has been expanding ever since. But you don't see it as it is today. You see it as it was. Right. All right. So, um, I don't know what to say after that. I I I say um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, one last question. If you like, to do a quickie. Go. All quick right. One. I gotta find Go. one that you can do really quick. You don't know how quick I can answer a question. Uh, okay, we'll then I'm just judge gonna, that. I'm, I'm, Go. I'm gonna give you one. Here we go. Go. This is oh, what did I spell? This is Basante. Okay, I don't care what this is. Um, Chuck, I'm you have sorry. To at least try, Chuck. Okay, Basante Basante Basanting. Okay, forget it. Uh, I'm gonna read the name. Give here, it. here's the name right there. What's that say? What's that? Basant Singh. You're right. That's what it is. Basant Singh. Singh. I just the Singh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What if all the matter that we see in the universe is just three dimensional part of some four dimensional matter, and the dark gravity is just the gravity from the four D part that we cannot see? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> we are so blind to a higher dimension right it could be that all the mysteries in our three dimensions plus time are completely solved by looking at this stuff from a higher from dimension. a higher dimension right 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 just if you lived in just a, a flat surface there'd be stuff going on you had no idea right and we say but can't you just see yeah just look up right what, what is up what is that giant graphite thing making Making, <laughs> making, creating stuff. Right. right, on that flat on surface. On that flat surface. Right, right. What That's is that? Right. Where is he? Exactly. It's mysterious. It just shows up. Right. Right, right. So I love it. I, that's the kind of universe I want it to be. Because then when we figure out how to see higher dimensions. Boom. We figured everything out. Bada bing. There you go. All that, Chuck, we got to run. All right. That, that, I enjoyed that. We should that do more. Fun. Cosmic Queries, the deep, deep edition. edition. Chuck Nice tweeting at Chuck Nice Comic. Thank you, sir. Very good. I've been your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson, your personal astrophysicist. And as always, I bid you... Oh, wait, what am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> I, I bid you to keep looking up. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.